auditorium every month the pastor and the executives they put together what we call the speaker's plan and for that of this month my name was put in it as the one to preach today and uh, in fact I didn't see it myself my attention was drawn to it and when I saw it, I said, God, you have to speak to your people on that day. Unfortunately, from then till Thursday, I didn't have a message. 
And on Friday, pastor called that there is a directive from National that we should consider peace message. Yesterday, I was with pastor from morning till almost in the evening. And he was like, I should preach the message that I have. I was having a conversation with him. And before I left here in the evening, I was confused. I spoke with uh, Daquist on the phone and I told him. In fact, as I this done, I was still confused. Because <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Then around 5 a.m., God said, just put a few things down and mention. But then I have been thinking and thinking and thinking all over these years. And I have a small personal burden that I have been praying about, especially for the youth. That when we come to Pentecost, when we talk about prayer, we pray a lot. So assuming something happens and I'm not here this morning, maybe the pastor will just come and give an exhortation and we will pray. For that is Pentecost practice that I have seen. That's what will happen. So we've been praying, we've been praying, and sometimes I visit the prayer force who come almost every Saturday in the evening to pray at the conference room. And Prophecies will come concerning members, concerning leadership, and the rest. But you don't see them happening. So I've been wondering, why is this? Why is it that when we come and we pray, there are prophecies about us? They don't come to pass. That is something we should think about. As Christians, but you see the worldly people, they don't pray, they don't fast, I see that they are prospering, they are moving on, their marriages are working. What is the problem? What do we think is the problem? So this morning, maybe the Holy Spirit will help us to see what the problem is. But I think it is actually a problem of the mind. It's a problem of the mind. But before we discuss that, there's something little I want to say. That God is a God of order. The God that we serve is a God of order. He is a God that we must respect. Normally when we have our elders or our leaders and we give them respect, you see that naturally they tilt towards us and anything we ask them, they do for us. When we give respect to our parents, naturally, anything we ask them, they do for us. But when we disrespect our parents, we are asking for things their natural instincts cause them to delay sometimes. 
the God we serve is a God of order. I have observed that a number of us do not respect God. We don't respect God because when we gather together, the Bible says that where two or more people are gathered, it says he is there in their midst. So as we are here, we must know that the one who is seated in the chair is God. The Holy Spirit is here. And we must recognize that. So it is not a time for you to do anything you want. It's not a time for you to be on social media. Give that respect to God. Take it that you are in the presence of your boss. What will you do? What will be your posture? God is a God of authority. And so he has given us local authorities. In fact, when you go to every organization, every organization has its policies and procedures. And every organization has is something we call organogram, which shows the structure of the organization, the levels of authority, and then levels of communication, and who you are responsible to. And so in the Church of Pentecost, that one is also there. We have the General Assembly, we have the Executive Council, it trickles down to the area. We have the area presbytery headed by the area apostle or prophet. And then it comes down to the district where we have the district presbytery leaded by or led by the pastor. And when you come to the local, there is another level. And there, the one in charge of that local is the presiding elder. That is the official structure of the Church of Pentecost. But when you come to this auditorium, we have trickled it down to the cell leaders. So we must respect these structures. And so that is why we know that our daddy, Ophoreje, is the immediate past presiding elder. In fact, he is a member of the area executive. So we have the area presbytery and we have the area executive just as our area deacon. But when they come here, you see that they submit to the presiding elder because this auditorium, English assembly, the one in charge of the English assembly is the presiding elder. But the moment the pastor comes in, the presiding elder loses his position as the one holding the chair. If you see an apostle coming in right now or the area head coming in right now, you'll see that there will be a shift here. And this center chair will now be occupied by the area head. Respect for authority. So even though uh, the set is a district executive member, he cannot come to the local assembly, English, and dictate to the presiding elder. He can only do something in consultation with the presiding elder. 
respect for authority. I think it is high time that we respect authority. Whether you are the senior or you are the junior, we must respect. And the same way, the horizontal must also work. We must respect each other. You will never know where you will find me tomorrow. And I don't know where I will find you tomorrow. If I don't respect you, no matter who you are, maybe you are sweeping this auditorium or the sweeper of this auditorium and you don't have any other work work doing. If I do not respect you and tomorrow God lifts you within a twinkle of an eye and I need a favor where you may be tomorrow, I may be found wanting. Respect for authority. Respect for each other. It is very important. And sometimes, too, as I'm speaking, if in consultation with pastor, the presiding elder informs pastor, because of something that has come and they say I should end the message, it is, I am obliged to stop, no matter how deep I am in the spirit. And so when I'm ministering or I'm singing a song and I think that people are falling off, the moment that the person in the chair says, stop, you must stop. That is the Pentecost practice. We belong to an organization called the Church of Pentecost. And we must obey and follow the rules of the church. If you go to an organization which has rules and procedures, and you decide that you will not go by the rules and procedures, it only means that you are not needed there. That's what it means. So you either sack yourself, or you are noticed and you are sacked. That's what happens. I think it's high time that we recognize some of these things. Hallelujah. There is something in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. It says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. There are a few things I want us to notice in that test. He said teaching what? Them. Teaching them. Teaching them. And the other thing I want us to notice in that is that surely I am with you always. So if we have come to accept Christ, we are baptized in the local church where the church of Pentecost, then we are given a baptismal card which shows that we are now members of the church of Pentecost. The test is saying that we must be taught to what? Obey 
everything the Lord himself has commanded us. And he has given us assurance that what? He is with us. How much do we know about the Lord? So when we accept Christ, they, they teach us, they give us assurance of salvation and all that. How much do we know about the Lord? But the constitution of the Church of Pentecost, Article 24.1.1, it says that any member who is 13 years or more and who has accepted the Lord as his, who has accepted the Lord as his or her Lord and personal Savior and is baptized into the church becomes an adult member and is baptized into the church, becomes an adult member. And he continues to say that continued full membership shall, continued full membership shall, however, depend on living a blameless life in accordance with the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, and obedience to the rules and conduct of the church. So you want to continue to be a member of the Church of Pentecost. You must live in accordance with the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, you must also live in accord accordance to the rules and conduct of the church. That is what the Constitution says in Article 24. So you could see that it's in line with Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Respect for authority. So what that means is that we must therefore know the teachings of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I want to end that one there and come back to where I said that we have prayed, we have fasted, we come here in the mornings, we shout the prayers, pastor will come, bless us, we will shout amen. What is the problem? And I said, I have identified that it is the problem of the mind. So when pastor even said we should talk about peace, when I went home yesterday in the evening, I was still thinking, where is the problem coming from? Is it that we are not praying enough concerning peace? We are educated. We have learned a lot. But what is the mindset? What is the mind telling you? Why is there not peace in the mind? Why is there not peace in your heart? Why are you not reflecting that peace. Why is there not peace around you? Where is the problem? What is the cause? What is it? Is it your parents? Is it political leadership? Who is the cause? What is the cause? I have identified that little one that it is a problem of our mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 
It says that do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So for us to be transformed, for peace to come, for us to accept things that the Lord has given us, and for us to see that indeed what the Lord has given us is good, the Bible is saying that we should be what? Transformed by what? Renewing our minds. And he continues today, then, then, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. What is that one? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The mind. Something is wrong with our minds, which we must identify and work on. When I was a baby, because I'm young now, when you see my colleagues then who were patrolling town, if they see a young lady who is so beautiful, and they say, this lady, I target you and I'll get you, you see that they will do everything to target that lady and get the lady. If they say, this is what I want, they will do everything to go for that thing. So if we want to see transformation, we want to see anything good in our lives, we must position our mind, target it, and go for it. Sometimes prayer is good. Prayer is excellent. The Bible says we should pray without what? Season. Prayer is excellent. But we must target, focus, have positive mindset concerning some things. Go for it. And stop behaving like we are children without a higher power or higher authority. And we are living mediocre life. Behaving as if the, the fianga fianga leaders in our offices are the people who actually hold the key to our destiny. We must change our mindset. Pastor must not necessarily pray for you and lay hand on, on you before something happens. Yeah, last week, Apostle came here. He said, even in Jesus' own hometown. I mean, who is pastor if Jesus is here? Who is he? Jesus himself, who has power over everything, went to his hometown. He could not perform what? Or do anything. Why? Because of the people's what? Unbelief. Why don't they believe? So if Jesus could not force the people to receive their blessings, who is pastor to force you to receive your blessing? You are who you are because of your thoughts. I am who I am because of my thoughts. Whether good or bad. We are Christians. Prayer doesn't solve every problem. Prayer doesn't. When we come here and we pray about peace, peace, peace in the nation, peace in the nation, peace in our communities, peace in our home, prayer cannot solve all. Renew your mind, the mindset. You have to change it. The mindset must change. It must change. The Bible says that for you to be transformed, transformation is that 
Something, you are something today and you become something else tomorrow. Something bad comes to be something good tomorrow. So if you are not married, for you to be married, you must have the right mindset concerning marriage. If you need money, you must have the right mindset concerning marriage. If it is prayer that will bring money, I'm sure a lot of us will have a lot of money. We must have the right mindset. We must submit ourselves to be taught. We must be teachable. We are so full of ourselves. As if we know everything. We don't. Let us come down and submit ourselves. Sometimes, you see, all that I'm doing, somebody can decide to take it or not. But what God wants to say, he has said it. If you take it, it will be for your own good. If you don't take it, you will be the way you are. It doesn't concern anybody. If something bad happens to you, because of humanity or empathy, you will come. Oh, sorry. We will go. Within an hour or 30 minutes or 20 minutes, we will go. It is you who is in it. Sometimes it is time we, we change and think. Let us stop for a moment and think. <laughs> I, I still say that I'm young. In fact, people think that I was born to Church of Pentecost. I came into Church of Pentecost 11 years ago. 2009. So that's 11 years. Yes. When I was looking for a good church to attend, I passed through a lot of churches. I went to churches where they will give you an orange, you take it, the number of fruits in it will tell you the scripture. The scripture will speak perfectly about you, about your destiny, about your family, everything. I went to churches where we use the oil they put salt in it that you used to do things. I went to churches where they use needle with thread to do things. I went to churches where they bath. It is just around. <clears throat> I went to churches where they will put pure water on the altar. Like, no pure water, vortic on the altar and provide. I went to churches where they will ask you to write your name, okay? And then they will put it into the water and provide for you. And the things they are saying, perfect, excellent about you. I went to churches where they will give you padlock. You have to go and buy the padlock yourself. Huh? Say some things concerning what you want to happen and then you lock the padlock, they'll go and throw it in the sea. I have been there before. So when I see some of the young youth doing all those things, I laugh. This is not a day for those discussions. But we must stop behaving like... Okay. No, you see, we are Christians. If we, live the, we like the life that we are living, then that is it. Let it be so. Let us stop disturbing leadership. Because leadership, I think we have organized programs, revival programs. Sometimes, some people even say that we should go and call for 
other people from elsewhere to come. When those people come, your problem will be the same. It won't change anything. It is your belief. It is what you believe. It is what you accept from the Lord that will happen to you. It is not about the prayer that the person has offered on you. If that is it, we can call people, pray over them, and then something good will happen. Let's change our mindset, our thoughts. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Sometimes we go and we pray. We are doing warfare prayer. Okay, warfare. Let's read this scripture. We are doing warfare prayers. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He said, finally, that is Apostle Paul, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. And he continues, verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's what? Schemes. You can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil has no authority over you. The devil has no power over you. What the devil employs is his schemes. Other uh, translations say the wiles of the enemy. It is the trick, the tricks of the enemy. And what is the trick? The trick is just one. One. What the enemy does is to inject wrong thoughts in our minds. Me, I'm a small boy. You, you are a small girl for the devil. That's the plain truth. Who are you? If the devil can inject wrong thought into the mind of your Lord and Master Jesus Christ, then who are you? Who are you? He can inject wrong thought into the mind of your Lord and Master Jesus Christ. So who are you? So all that the devil tries to do is to play that trick, to work on your mind. Once you accept that trick, the mind processes it, it is accepted, and it enters the heart. You are doomed. That's why the Bible says that. Guard against your heart. For out of it what? Flows the issues of life. What you use to guard against your heart is your mind. Anything you process there, once it is accepted by the heart, believe it or not, it will happen. In fact, it must happen. Jesus cannot prevent it. If he will prevent it, he would have prevented it in his hometown. We must change our thoughts and stop engaging in dangerous prayers. As if that is the, if that is the warfare. He said you should put on what? The full armor of God. What is the armor of God? Number one. Oh, the armor of God. Huh? Joy. Peace. Truth. Huh? Okay, so let's read this. Second Corinthians. No, I think it's in the same test. Let's continue from verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's continue from verse 12. 
Who is there? Quickly. Blah, 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 blah. Continue. Continue. Verse 13. Continue. All right. So it starts from here. Truth. That is one. Number two is what? Righteousness. Continue. The other one is what? The gospel of what? Peace. Which is what the church is focusing on. Yes, continue. In addition, you should take on the shield of what? Faith. And you say by only this one, you'll be able to what? Extinguish all the flaming arrows. So if the devil is throwing arrow at you, it is, it is not prayer that you do to throw back the arrow. He said you should put on what? The shield of faith so that you'll be able to what? Extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Shield of faith. Not prayer. The shield of what? Faith. I remember 2012. Our daddy preached a sermon. Your truth my truth and the truth. That you remember. Your truth, my truth, and the truth. The truth is what we must hold. And in fact, your truth must be the truth. And my truth should be the truth. And if the truth holds, then it is done. In every situation, we have our own truth. But there is that truth, which is the truth. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. Please, how many minutes do I have left? How many minutes do I have left? Okay, I should continue. Minutes, minutes. Turn eight. Okay. Yes. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when I went face to face with you, but bowed towards you when away. So when Paul is with you, he's shy. And when he's away, he's bold. Like when I'm speaking to you on phone, I'll be bold. But when I'm speaking to you face to face, see that there are some things I can't say. That's what Paul is trying to say here. And he says that, I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. What's the standards of this world? Then we are thinking, oh, like fornication and those things. No, standards of this world. There are standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Other renderings will say they are not what? Carnal. 
On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. In fact, in this, from verse 4, give me King James Version. Give me King James Version from the verse 4. Okay, King James Version. Yes. So for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? Are what? Mighty. Through God to the what? Pulling down of what? Strongholds. Any day. We'll continue. You see, they are mighty to what? The pulling down of what? What are strongholds? Apostle Opoku, you not defined it. He says something. He says, strongholds, in fact, he has a book he calls Spiritual Warfare. He says, strongholds are arguments, pretensions, false philosophies, beliefs, doctrines, teachings, and practices which result in what? Arrogance and rebellion against the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So beliefs, doctrines, philosophies, teachings, practices which go contrary to the word. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And say these ones will lead to what? Arrogance and what? Rebellion. Will lead to what? Arrogance and rebellion. When something like this is happening, you must know that there is a stronghold. Question is, where is the stronghold? Strong beliefs, doctrines, teachings. Where is it? In the human body. Where? It is the mind. Is there any philosopher or scientist here? I have searched and searched and searched and searched to see whether the mind of a human being is something we can see and touch. No one has ever seen the mind. Which presupposes that the mind is a spirit. And that is why if the evil one or the devil wants to wage a war against you, it doesn't come after your flesh. It doesn't come after anything. What it does is to pollute your mind. It's to inject things or thoughts into your mind. So the strongholds are there in your mind. Political parties have their own strongholds. It is based on beliefs, teachings, practices, which have been believed by people who are perceived to be strongholds of political parties. What you need to be able to penetrate that stronghold? Who can tell me? To be able to pull down that stronghold, what do we need? The Bible is saying the whole armor of God. The armor of God, that's what we need to be able to pull down the stronghold. That wrong thought in your mind must be pulled down by the armor of God. That's what the Bible is saying. So one of the objectives of the weapons of our warfare is to pull down what? Strongholds. And strongholds, our apostle has defined it, to be beliefs and practices in our minds. You think that 
this sister, this is who she is. You have believed it without getting close to her to know who truly she is. Just because someone has said something about her that you have heard, you have formed it there, and it is in there. Meanwhile, she has the power to help you transform your life. All she will do is to meet you, have a conversation with you, which you correct a mindset you have. Boom, you have made it. But because of that belief that you have there, that wrong, firm conviction that you have against her, that's from a stronghold. So even though your blessing is with her, you can't assess it because of your mindset concerning her. So all these challenges we are, we are, we are encountering, the peace they are talking about, Ah, the presidents, they call themselves Christians, isn't it? Politicians call themselves Christians. Journalists are Christians. Why do we still have the challenges we are facing? Wrong thoughts. Adrenal. The mind. There's a problem with the mind. So everybody is against everybody. Just because I came from, or I'm coming from here, and my brother is in it, and that is it. That's it. I mean, that is it. I don't care. It's the mind, our mindset, our thoughts. They are so wrong. Let me say it again. All these things that we are saying here, when I close, you can say that, oh, the message was good. <laughs> it, was good. it is left for you to take it or not. If you take it, it may help you. If you don't take it, who cares? Nobody cares. If you come to pastor, pastor, no, 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 no. oh, sorry. Let me pray for you. Father, blah, blah, blah. You go. If your thought is still the same, no matter how prayerful you are, no matter the number of times that you fast, if you even call Jesus Christ himself to come and lay leg on you, you remain the same. The Bible says you should be transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. Renew your mind and be transformed. Stop chasing after prophets. All they will do is to see maybe what is in the future for you. That is all they can do or see. Yes, of course, believe in the prophet and you will prosper. It's there. So a prophet can speak prophetic words on you and it will happen. Yes, I believe he did. But the, the word of God is giving you instruction. That if you want to make it, all you need to do is to renew your mind. Wrong thoughts that you are dwelling on. Change it with the word of God. Please, let's continue. Where we left off? Oh, we were still on 2 Corinthians. I think we did verse 4, right? Well, verse 5. Okay, that's, the first one was what? Pulling down what? Stronghold. The next one is what? Casting down what? Imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. But let's look at the first one. Casting down what? Imaginations. Where does imagination happen? Which part of the body? It's the mind. 
<laughs> okay, this brother, pa, he has disappointed me. My heart is broken. Yeah, it is true. Your heart is broken. The next brother is coming. Oh, it's likely to happen again. Once you are thinking, you are imagining this. You see, those days, when, when, when you take a photo, eh? there is something in we call image. That image, when you print the, 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 the photo or the picture, it is that same image that you will see. If it is the leg that is in the image, you will not see the head. It is the leg you will see. So what you are imagining will be printed by nature for you. Your mind, change it. Me, I've been saying that the day anybody will follow me to my village and actually see my village, the person will respect me. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. This one is not laughing matter. It's the truth. You may not respect me. It is just by grace. And I know what it is. I have found Christ. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's continue. It's time, huh? You see, there is time. Pentecost practice. Please. Two minutes. Two minutes to complete. Please. The last one. The last one says what? Oh, 2 Corinthians, uh, verse 6. Okay, the casting down of what? Imagination and what? Every height in that exalted is against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every what? Every what? Every what? Every what? Bring them into captivity to the obedience of what? Who is Christ? Christ is the word of God. So if you have the word of God in you, when the thoughts come, when thoughts come, you expel them using what? The word of God. That's why the Bible doesn't say that. Okay, so the Bible actually says that you are what, what? You think. That's what the Bible says. Or, there's not what the Bible says. It says we are what you think, right? As a man thinks, so is he. Not as a man is, so he thinks. As a man thinks, so it is. So it is an established fact that this war that we think we are waging is not actually in the flesh. It's not in our body. But it's a spiritual warfare. And that actually takes place in the mind. Because the devil is a spirit. And what all that he does is to use tricks. And those tricks are the wrong thoughts that he injects into our minds. All we need is to put on the whole armor of God. And the, the Lord is saying that with peace, when we are in peace with everyone, Love your neighbor as yourself. Because God will use human beings to do for you what he wants to do for you. So love your neighbor as yourself. Live in peace, which is one of the armor, with everyone. And speak the truth and live the truth. Righteousness, truth, and salvation will assure you that you are actually a child of God. 
And that will give you the vim to believe with faith and act. And by that, all that you need, the Lord will provide it. So ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, okay, daddy says we should talk about peace. If you are a Christian, it is, peace is not about prayer. It's about reconciliation. Reconciliation. Reconcile with anybody around you. When politicians are insulting each other, or somebody comes and is insulting you, and just be, be at peace with the person. And the Lord will bless us. Amen. Let's bless him again. Let's bless him again, our elder. As a man thinketh, 